Hi, this is Doug Bradley, Pinhead from the Hellraiser movies, and you're listening to the Midwest Monsters Podcast. And you'd better keep listening, or I will tear your souls apart. tonight with the midwest monsters ladies and gentlemen good to be with you i'm one of your hosts grizzly abner and i'm joined by professor wagstaff venomous Vinny, hot toddy oh good to be with you again friends as we get festive in the holiday spirit we got the professor for you it's like a feeling <laughs> we got the professor <laughs> ringing those sleigh bells because as you can imagine we're doing a mash but we're breaking character and it's going to be a themed mash and we're talking the about... The thing is, is where he has those and how he's jingling them. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, talking about Christmas movies. And we've done a Christmas horror episode in the past. But these are some movies that didn't make the list. And we even thought of a couple more that we left off of this one. So we're just doing four tonight to get you uh, in the holiday mood. Do you know what episode number our previous one was, Professor? Um... It depends. I'm going to air this on the 15th, so we'll get this out before Christmas. Okay. Do you remember what the previous one was? This will be 152. No, do you remember what previous episode contained Christmas horror movies? Oh, God, no. <laughs> That's I'm a long gonna, way to get I'm there. I'm just going to keep fishing until I get the... Uh... We don't, we're not big on pre-prepping here. That's <laughs> true. <strokes are continuous. laughs> so, uh, go back, listen to the old episode if you want to hear some of those Familiar favorites like the original Black Christmas and Santa Slay, Silent Night, Deadly Night, all that good stuff. It's so, Santa Slay where he uh, does drag and it's like, girl, you slay. Oh, uh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> tonight's reach. We are all sitting in our Christmas sweaters and PJs. Yes. And we, uh, I chose, I'm Grizzly Abner, and I chose the. It's controversial what it's really called. Some say it's the Black Christmas remake. Some argue that it should just go by the title on the case, which is Black Xmas. Which isn't what it was called when it was released. I know. And when the title comes up, as you watch it, it says Black Christmas. The only reason it says Black Xmas is because it's the unrated version. Or are they trying to take Christ out of Christmas? <laughs> it is the Weinstein. It's the <laughs> Christmas, folks. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Black the newest Black Christmas. Oh, not the newest, because there's another yeah, one, there's another one coming out. Uh, so this is a Black Christmas movie. But not a Medea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Professor Wagstaff. I picked Christmas Evil. Hi, folks. <laughs> Venomous Vinny here. Do you remember what you chose? <laughs> I chose Jack Frost. Nay, not the one with Michael Keaton. <laughs> A good one, <laughs> and I'm hot toddy. Uh, I chose Scrooge. Okay, good deal. Well, let's kick it off. We are going to start with 
Black Christmas. Hot Toddy, can you give us some dates and details? Black Christmas, 2006. Written and directed by Glenn Morgan and starring Katie Cassidy, Michelle Trachtenberg, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Lacey Chabert, Kristen Clark, Oliver Hudson, and from the original Black Christmas, Andrea Martin. All right. Uh, let's do some initial reactions. Um, again, I chose this because, and I'd never seen it. Uh, my wife is a fan of it. you never seen it? Never seen it. You watch dumb shit. you never seen this? <laughs> Roast. Claws are out. Santa Claus. These, <laughs> listen, y'all, these hands are rated E for everyone. <laughs> and Hot Toddy about to catch them tonight. In true Christmas spirit, if you come by uh, the Muncie area, you might see a recreation of the Lethal Weapon Christmas Brawl in the yard. <laughs> no, i never seen it because everyone always told me it was doo-doo. My wife liked it. And I'm a huge fan of the original, and I put off seeing it for as long as possible. And I watched it for the show, and I was—I did not think it was a bad movie. Uh, this is the second viewing. I watched it when it was brand new. I absolutely hated it the first time. A little bit uh, improved this go-around. Yeah. I, I quit hoisting it up against the original of as course. much for this viewing. And um, it improved with that. Good. Because... I, I got to clarify, the original is one of my favorite horror movies ever. Same Always here. has been. And so uh, remaking it was already a tough pill to swallow. And then uh, just the differences in it rubbed me the wrong way. But with you know enough years having passed, I appreciate it a little bit more for just what it is and not comparing it to that. Good. I have never seen either of the Black Christmas movies. Oh, Lord. So... How many times have you watched White Christmas, though? So, <laughs> I watched the original, mm. and then I watched this one. A little, little extra homework. Yep. And, uh, well, you know, we had just done the Amity episode, and I thought, I haven't watched enough movies here lately, <laughs> <laughs> so why not watch another one? So, I watched uh, the remake, and, eh, that was okay. Nothing to scream about. I... I, I can see myself probably watching it again, but it's not going to be an annual thing. Um, I saw this in the theater. I actually enjoy the remake, but I think it's because I've... It's kind of... it's. I hate to call it a reimagining because it's not at all, but uh, everything the first one did where you had no idea who Billy or Agnes or even who their killer really was, and uh, I don't know. Why wouldn't you call it a reimagining? I think it's fair. Yeah, I have heard that some people, you know, if they present it as that this is actually a sequel, if they didn't change the years and they just made the movie and didn't uh, focus on that this happened at this time, to me it would feel more like a sequel. Uh, but I, I enjoy both both movies. The original one obviously is uh, a different standard, but uh, I think this one is fun, and that's just uh, how I take it as. Um, the it was way more over the top. Well, I was going to say, the, the original didn't have really gore or anything, and then this one was just like, hey, we need them eating eyeballs. And uh, But this one, to me, is fun. I don't know. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. I felt like this one, however, was too predictable to ever have any true suspense. Mm. I think they would have yeah. made a mistake if they were trying to pretend that, oh, the calls were coming from in the house, and we don't know who the killer is. And I don't think it would have worked for this movie at all. 
And I will say too, if you watch uh, the extra features, it is cool that Bob Clark actually was a executive producer of this movie. It was on the set quite a bit and actually loved the changes that they made to his movie. Um, I do not, I can't remember what year he died. Was it shortly after this? It would have been around this. But uh, I know that he was wanting, he actually was working on an actual sequel to the original Black Christmas. Um, and then he passed away. But um, there is some cool stuff too that I never noticed until uh, uh, probably this viewing, which I've seen it quite a few times. But I noticed like the leg lamp in the background. And uh, I think I had caught on the first time that the, uh, I think the, the hospital or uh, the asylum or one of them is something like the, the Clark, uh, maybe it's like the Clark asylum. So there's little throwbacks to Bob Clark. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, if you haven't seen either of them, if you're strange like Vinny, um, mm-hmm. so it just, it's girls at a sorority house trying to figure out their holiday plans, who's staying, who's leaving. Girls are disappearing, but that's not odd at first, but then it is very odd because, oh wait, they weren't leaving or they left, but their car's still here. And so you've just got this killer picking off girls in the sorority house one by one in their sorority house. Like that's the big catch. Yeah, they're not. So that's, it's kind of an isolated film in that respect, almost more than the original. Yeah. Most of it takes place, you know, the original, you get some exterior Scenes, That's true. But yeah, they, they go to a couple, and then well, they also have like the missing um, child. Yeah, in the original, you venture for. out to the park for the search, yeah. the police yep. station, the piano recital. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. So, anyways, we've got our our friend Crazy Billy is back. <laughs> it's always Billy. Really? Oh, Billy. Um. Yeah. What have you done, Billy? <laughs> Just, this movie has like every check now that I think about like I'm like mom sitting on the son's DD and um, so that's a weird addition is the backstory you don't yeah. get the backstory in the original so you get this crazy story about the mom hates Christmas and she hates her son he has like jaundice and- he's yellow and he looks like the yellow bastard from Sin City <laughs> um, and then the mom is not pleased with the dad's performance in the bedroom, so she go get that yellow bastard action. Yeah, stepdad. She kills dad. Oh, that's right. Kills dad. Yeah. On Christmas-ish. Because she was cheating with the guy that yeah. becomes It's stepfather. almost like you don't want backstories in these cases. Yeah. Yeah, I could have done without it. <laughs> Everybody's like, hey, what's that backstory? Whoa. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Uh, the best she thing has is- Agnes, which Agnes is Billy's sister slash daughter. Right, sister daughter, always a big plus for Vinny in these stories. <laughs> uh, you do get the cool cookie cutter kill in that flashback. Oh, yeah, that is cool. So this film is uh, average slasher film with some fun kills. Um, you get a great candy cane stab. What about the part where there's this girl named Eve who shows up? And she's really weird, and it's like the idea that you think she's Agnes the whole time, but you're like, the math doesn't add up storyline-wise. But I like how she goes up to that one girl and says, here, I got you a gift. I know you like the Bible. And she hands her a crystal unicorn. Yeah, it's like, who invited her? <laughs> <laughs> uh, which you guys did not get me at my ordination as a gift. <laughs> so I feel gypped that I don't have a crystal unicorn. Uh, yeah. I was your crystal unicorn. That's you. what uh, Margot Kidder gets it with, isn't she? 
Benji in the original? Is that what they stabbed Maybe. Her? There's or some crystal thing. The of it, why she's being stabbed. Yeah, there's some crystal thing in the first one. So I, that was a good callback. Uh, there's a great ice skate throw kill. I do like that she gets killed that way since she was in Ice Princess. Oh, yeah, Michelle Trachtenberg? Yeah. 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 I don't have a whole lot of notes on this, so if anybody no, else wants to supplement. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where, with this with this second viewing for me, here's what I appreciated and what I didn't. I really appreciated how colorful and Christmassy and moody it was. Yeah. Um, it's kind of dismissed as a shitty remake by a lot of people, but in fairness, we Christmas horror isn't a long list of good. That is true. And so is is it, it's not a bad thing to have a movie that has some decent visuals and effort put into it. You yeah. can chalk this up on the list. My problem with it is I don't need how far they go with the explanation. What made the original so brutal and scary is that it doesn't make sense. No. It's random and it's vicious and it's blindsiding for the people that are getting it. Yeah. And so with this there we spent a lot of time with going to the nut house and seeing him. Because Billy's at the nut house. Yeah. Yeah. I do love uh I do love the appearance by Jesus. <laughs> it's yeah. like, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so for some people that may be more rewarding, but for me, I didn't need it. Yeah. I like we can just go right back to the sorority house and do it all over again if we're gonna remake it. But with that said, I was much more forgiving on this viewing, and I can't stress enough how good-looking the film is. It really is a very colorful-looking film. Yeah, it's and that's you know, it, and for Christmas movies, that matters. Yeah, we're not to the conclusion yet, but in conclusion, that would be my takeaway: is that if you don't treat it like a remake of the original and like just ignore that completely, it's a solid Christmas slasher movie. Sure. Well, I, I think uh, so. I think a lot of people won't forget mm-hmm. that Black Christmas wasn't a well-known movie, right? So, really, to their credit, like, uh, as if I was a producer, I would be terrified to remake Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the Thirteenth. I would go for something more like Black Christmas or uh, or like Terror Train or, or something not as mainstream as like say remaking The Omen, uh, but. It's kind of like everything that you love about the original. They were like, ah. Because at the end of the, the original picture, you don't even, you still don't know who the killer is. Uh, you don't know what the hell the phone calls were about because they were just crazy. Um, do, the, do the getting the wart removed? <laughs> like getting the wart removed. Also, uh, it, you know, predated Halloween even to where. Black Christmas kind of uh, started the holiday trend uh, in horror. It started a lot of the like POV killer yes. stuff. Um, I will say I don't know how much people would buy uh, the. You know, when Black Christmas came out, it was still a it was an urban legend, but it still had that concept that you know it was shocking that the calls coming from inside the house. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's some fun throwbacks. I will say to me. Uh, there's a couple of jump scares in this one, but it's the original one is scary. And this one is not scary. And I think it's because they yeah. show much. The backstory takes away from that. But yep. And so the other part of the backstory that I left out is that Billy's in the asylum and Billy, 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 <laughs> Billy breaks out. Billy and me, Agnes. <laughs> and um, the whole time you're trying to figure out the timeline. Like, are we backwards? Like, did Billy escape and now he's in the house? And 
spoiler alert, you find out that Billy is not the one. Agnes. Agnes is doing the killing, and Billy's trying to get home to Agnes. She's pretty. Much like a man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. What is she? What, uh, Agnes looks like Iggy Pop, by I'm the a, way. I'm going to be for real. I do kind of like that uh, she was like, no, he's not here. My daddy is. <laughs> put that on a loop and let that put you to sleep at night. <laughs> Emma Stone. I'm sorry, a, not live. Hell, hell, hell yeah. I am making a whole CD for those who uh, <laughs> want to purchase it. All right. Any other thoughts on Black Christmas, Xmas, whatever? I would just say if, if you're more of a purist, give it give it more of a I shot. Will, I will as, say, as someone who loves the original so much and kind of bashed on this, it wasn't that bad for this yeah. return viewing. I, it won't be every year for me, but I'll get it more in the mix. I liked it. Okay. Yeah. I'll watch it more. Glad it's, we revisited it. It's not as strong as the original. I like this one, and I will say a positive note is um, practical effects, no CGI, and, and all, almost all the actors are doing their own stuff. Because um, I know quite a few of them actually got hurt on the set, which is over more dumb stuff than... Uh, but still fun, especially, again, for an era where that was oversaturated with uh, a lot of CGI stuff. And so, If you're okay. looking for a horror movie to watch around Christmas, watch it. Especially Can't in go a, wrong. a subgenre that's depleted yeah sure sure okay all right well thanks thanks Until for a couple else. weeks till the like, next uh, black christmas yeah it's like having a war removed <laughs> moving right along to what i think is a modern day classic a little film called scrooged so uh scrooged 1988 uh directed by richard donner Starring a all-star cast of bill murray karen allen john glover bobcat goldthwaite David Johansson, Carol Kane, Robert Mitchum, uh, Michael J. Poland, who just recently passed away. Pollard. Poland? Pollard. Pollard. Uh, Alfred Woodard, John Murray, Robert Goulet, Buddy Hackett. Cajun Christmas. John Houseman, uh, Pat McCormick, Brian Doyle Murray, Mary Lou Retton, <laughs> Mary Ellen Trainer, and the Solid Gold Dancers. <laughs> And uh, you can't uh, even see them nipples to uh, to add to uh, the fun of because uh, obviously Christmas and kind of a comedy, but as a how can you not like horror and not like Scrooge? And it also has a uh, music done by Danny Elfman, uh, so very uh, very distinct, yeah. At uh, moments, uh, it's like watching Batman, but but Christmas, yeah. I love a Christmas carol, I will I watch you. any version. Oh, that has ever been made at least. I'd like once. to bring that up. That I get shamed for. I don't know watching police academy movies once a decade, <laughs> but you will watch in a two day span thirty seven Christmas Carol movies. Uh, more realistically, three or four a week in December. <laughs> uh, I'm paring it down this year, but <clears throat> there are many that are good. There are many that are not. Where good. would you rate Scrooge? Oh, that's up near the top. I watch Scrooged is one I have to have a version I have to watch every year. Uh, Scrooged Quick. is in my top Christmas. Absolutely a modern classic. Absolutely one like so many people have tried to put their own spin on the Dickens story. This one succeeded further than any of them ever had. Even though it's thirty years old at this time, to me, it still it has 
feels modern. Um, I don't think it's aged bad at all. No. no the not, practical not effects all. are still gorgeous. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. When, and, his, when his old business partner shows up. Yes. When the mouse pushes the <laughs> golf ball in the back of his head. Yeah. When he takes him through the glass. That part is great. Like, like they they didn't skimp on anything in Scrooge. Like, and Bill Murray, you feel like he's just playing Bill Murray in this movie. Is he, what's what's great about him? Great a asshole. In, yeah. In this, and and he's a master of sarcasm anyway. So this, God, it's just it's done so well, and so the, well. The uh, the ghost. So uh, David Johansson as Ghost Christmas Past, which is funny. My favorite though is Carol Kane. Yes. Yes, it is good. And we don't need to give it a, a plot synopsis on this, do we? Everybody's got to be familiar with, with A Christmas Carol at this point. Yeah. Is that why you picked it? So you could just bypass that? Are you getting uh, lazy? So actually, Todd I picked it. Technically, <laughs> he, oh, yeah, that's right. We technically, disclaimer, he did pick this, but I refused to be associated with Jack Frost. <laughs> so <laughs> I took Scrooge <laughs> so that we could do Jack Frost. No, we don't show. need this give a summary uh quick question what is your favorite version there's there's a correct answer by the way well there are variables if we're talking straight up classic black and white dickens classic um i like the alistair sim one you're correct sir uh i like the alistair crowley one (laughs) i also (laughs) but Equally, but for a different reason, I love Scrooge, and equally for a different reason, Muppets Christmas Carol. Island in the Muppets. Sun really sets that off. They're singing that. It's good stuff. That's no, good. Definitely. I don't know why my boy George C. Scott ain't getting that's no a love. good one. That one's high. Yeah. Can I tell you the scariest Christmas Carol, in my opinion, is the Jim Carrey Disney one? Oh yeah, that one is good. That's no, good. it's good, but it's I would. It's pretty scary at parts. So. uh... Let's dish on the one we picked for the show. Sure. I want to hear uh, Professor Gush on Scrooge. Um, it's I, I love it because they they really approached it in a genuine way to make it their own. Instead of just going, oh, let's make it modern. It truly has a flair to it. And I will just say, I mean, we're not going to go through the summary of the story. But here's what I think sets this one apart. And it's not the stuff we've mentioned the practical effects are cool. The people and the cast that they've got in there in place are all great. But what makes this one special is his soliloquy on TV. Oh, man. That is different from the other Christmas carols. That takes the whole purpose of finding the meaning in what he's went through in a way that the other Christmas carol adaptations do not accomplish. This is his buying the biggest goose. Yeah. And it's just, it's my favorite that part about the That speech gets me Every time I watch it, it's I, worth. The I price tear up every time. I was yeah. gonna say I, I teared up watching it last night, and then yep. the damn kid, which is cheesy as yeah. it is, where he's like, "God, oh, my yeah. tears." Yeah, but but all, all the other stuff that we mentioned is excellent, and it, it's a wildly entertaining ride through it because most people that are watching this are familiar with the story already, and they still find a way to make it electric and go about it their own way. And that's all great, but uh, to me, what really sets it apart is that ending. And I mean, let's be honest, Karen Allen is pretty easy to get a crush on in any movie. That's why they had her in Indiana Jones. <laughs> I uh the scene where he's comes back and he's in the sewer. Oh man, I was just thinking of that 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 hurts me too. And um, 
like Bill Murray, of course it's a great comedic performance that he gives, but then there are moments like that where he gives you real emotion that you're kind of not expecting because of the rest of the tone of the movie. But that scene where he sees the guy down there and he's realizes it is like, why didn't you just stay? She would have kept you warm. Like you get some really good performances. Like he just switches on a dime from. Yeah. Me. I think that, good that, that where he goes back in the past and he, his mom's leaving. Niagara uh, Falls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying because of. The value of that gift. <laughs> Based on current market value, just gave him fifty, sixty dollars for the meal. That they they use some of his family to play his family yes. in the movie, which was a good. Speaking of too. family, I also like that uh, because it's a Donner effort. You have tons of Lethal Weapon faces in oh, there. Yeah. The children are from Lethal Weapon. The woman that crushes on Danny Glover in Lethal Weapon pops up, and they're just people throughout this are clearly from kind of his usual state. Uh, yeah. I also love too, that, uh, I, I don't know if it was just kind of a jab because, uh, at this point, you know, Richard Donner's made like, you know, been involved with like lost boys and lethal weapon and, uh, that they really screw over the, uh, the lady from the, the FCC board. That's, uh, that's, oh, she's constantly yeah. getting hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Set. Yes. And, uh, I think one of my other favorite things in the movie is Bobcat. Oh, Bob, yeah. a, that character is a great addition <laughs> so to the whole story. I feel <laughs> Man, when he's down in that sewer and he goes, whoa, what is this? Am I in Trump Tower? <laughs> <laughs> so good, 30 years later. The whole movie, I don't know, man. It, All of the... Uh, it's flawless. I was going to say the restaurant scene where he sees the guy on fire and he's like, I'm sorry, I thought you were Richard Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that Ghost of Christmas Past and Ghost of Christmas Present. Like, the Ghost of Christmas Past, so good. The guy is the taxi driver. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a bone! <laughs> <laughs> and that was another cool thing, like, to, to show the, uh, show Frank turning more selfish and corporate. Yep. Because I, I love A Christmas Carol. But it's all set in a time period we can't really relate to. Sure. So to see that modernized and put in a spot, and and they also do a very good job of you see the hurt on Karen Allen's face, like as uh, and you, and you, I don't know. They just it's done very well. Bill Murray reacting to his younger self, realizing he's throwing it away, yep. knowing the younger version isn't realizing it. Like just all done very very well, very very well. <laughs> But How, never takes itself too seriously. You're right. Just serious enough to tug at your heartstrings, but not too serious to become sappy. Yeah. Which keeps it 100% entertaining. The ghost of Christmas present. How crazy is she? Yeah. <laughs> Slapping yeah. him and beating the, up uh, on him. What is that? The, the, ball, the ball breaker suite? <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> the bitch hit me with a goddamn toast. <laughs> I also, uh, I, I love uh, Alfred Woodard's character, too, and, like, what's going on with her family. And how shitty he is to her that he makes her work on Christmas. He has no idea her husband's been killed. Yeah. The He's a towel. And then, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> her, her bonus is a towel. When, when she already is the one who is taking the note to know that that's the shittier gift. <laughs> the ghost of Christmas present. She, she's, when she's explaining to him, well, you know, her husband's been dead. You know, I didn't know her husband died. Oh, you didn't realize she wore black for an entire year? <laughs> I thought it was a fashion thing. <laughs> oh, 
man. It's such a good movie. Every year I have to watch it. Every year. Yeah, this is uh this is one like there's some movies that fall off the radar. Scrooge is a, is a I watched this at least once a year since it came out. Yeah. So it's it's definitely up there. And again, I think if you if you love horror, this has like uh this is the perfect Christmas movie for any horror fan because it's got everything that you, other than it not being, it's not scary. Right. I mean, but, but horror adjacent, oh, as yeah. we like to say sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah, horror comedy. Horror comedy. But, I mean, God, I mean, that goes to Christmas. I would say the only future. thing that, that's kind Wait, of... When he pulls his cloak say, open? Yeah. That's the only thing that might be a bit cheesy, but I think it's supposed to be cheesy because, again, it fits in with the, the fact that they're doing the production of the of the Christmas Carol on TV. <laughs> What's he What's he say in the elevator? Wait, I was going to say my other... Oh, big guy. I do love to where... Uh, Don't get handsy. He's going back and forth between, you know, um, it might be the, I can't remember if it's when he comes back from the past or the present, but he's like, uh, the little actress is doing the scene and he's like, well, I will, you little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. All that stuff. I also love John Glover in this movie too. Yeah. The obnoxious uh, director. Yep. He's trying to take his place. Yeah, all the all the stuff that cuts into like the modern day stuff. <laughs> Why the hell is Mary Lou Retton playing Tiny Tim? <laughs> just this, this great executive dumb shit decisions. Yes. Oh, oh, but we left out the intro. Uh, Santa Claus escape, oh, from, oh, escape oh, from the North Pole or something. One, I want to Robert Goulet. No, Robert Goulet was doing the special. Oh, that's right. It was uh, Lee Majors. Lee Majors. Yeah, Lee, Ma- Lee Majors. <laughs> I do. Uh, I love that. Uh, a few years ago, like Fright Rags or somebody did a line of shirts from the the night the reindeer died. <laughs> yes. That has a uh, has Scrooge promo where it's like acid rain. <laughs> How about the scene where he realizes it's him in the coffin? Oh yeah. And they're pushing it in, and he's pulling it. Like, Don't let him burn me! Don't let him burn me! And then he's inside the coffin. His feet are on fire. Oh Ooh. yeah. Intense. Yeah. That's good. Ooh. Ooh. Boy. We, I, I feel like we could keep going on. but hey, we, just keep calling out lines from Scrooge well, all night long. But we got to get moving. Uh, everybody listening, I don't care who you are, what you like, shut up and watch Scrooge if you've never seen <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's, it's hard to top Scrooge, but we're moving on to a better movie uh, called uh, Jack Frost. <laughs> I couldn't even get it out. Tell us how you really feel. So, uh, Jack Frost, 1997. Note that it's one year before Michael Keaton, Jack Frost. That was a good time to work a video store, by the way. Is when <laughs> Can I just tell you how many times people would return this movie? Outraged that they rented this for the kids. Uh, good times. Jack Frost, 1997. Written and directed by Michael Cooney. And starring a very young Shannon Elizabeth, Christopher Christopher Allport, Stephen Mendel, uh, and Scott McDonald as Jack Frost. <laughs> well, who wants to give the synopsis? This Vinny, this was Guys, your movie. I picked this one <laughs> officially. Can you do the uh, synopsis I, as Christopher? Allport? I, I will not. Wow. People will turn off this podcast. I don't think they're. So the movie is about this convicted murderer, Jack Frost, who is being transported to his execution, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's a car accident. And he is <laughs> doused with a chemical that disintegrates him. Fuses him into the snow. 
at a molecular level. So now, much like Sandman from the Spider-Man movies. <laughs> Only better. He controls snow. That is his physical form now, the snow. And pure magic ensues from here. I picked this one. <laughs> and I regret nothing. <laughs> I love this movie. I love it. I laugh so hard watching this fucking movie. This is Sharknado for me. Like, I love it for all the wrong reasons. I, uh, I, I remember when the movie came out, I enjoyed it. I will say, I love the company's marketing. This is the same company that did like Uncle Sam, and then there was a second Jack Frost. They always had like the three D, the covers. lenticular covers. Uh, the mo- they they knew the movies they were putting out. They never took them. That's exactly serious. right. They knew exactly what they were putting out. Um, I haven't watched this in a long time. I will say that it, it's not to me. It's not as fun as the first time I watched oh. it. But I did enjoy that. Uh, I will tell you, my dad, uh, who just turned seventy two. I'm pretty sure it might have been right when we got back that I put this in. I'm pretty sure that he came back high as hell. <laughs> And so let me just tell you how much he loved Jack Frost. <laughs> uh, so it was, a, it was enjoyable watching him watch uh, this movie. He got a lot of laughs. This is out totally of it. a movie you watch in a room full of people. Yeah, um, I'm really shocked that like sci-fi doesn't. It. I, I feel like Jack Frost has gotten. Quiet I think they the should turn it into a series. <laughs> Where you at play, Netflix? Uh, Jack Frost. Grizzly Abner. I've been watching your facial expression this whole time, <laughs> and I can't wait. Here's the thing. I'm I'm just going to clarify real quick. (laughs) This is a movie designed for Robert Abner to love. (laughs) I'm telling you right now. He is going to hate it. Yep. Boys, this is a rough watch. (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) It was just a little too stupid even for me. You love Troll (laughs) 2. Because it means, because it's stupid beyond stupid. But it was trying to make a good movie, whereas this one <laughs> no knew what it was. Executed what it set out. Let me, let me surprise you didn't like it. Let me pause this, Professor. We were just talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Jack Frost or Santa's sleigh? Which which would you watch? Jack Frost. Okay, Toddy. I've never seen Santa's sleigh. Well, that's your misfortune. Okay, so that's that's different places we're approaching from. Um. It it got to the point like, all right. So my biggest problem with this film is it, it's kind of a slow start. You don't really get like Jack Frost. <laughs> that's boy. because, they, wait, that's because saying, they were building. Wait, suspense. Are you saying Jack Frost is a slow burn? <laughs> it kind of was. It took thirty minutes before you saw a killer snowman. They're building suspense. They did the same thing in Jaws. They hit. <laughs> it's called three acts. You uncultured swine. <laughs> now. Now what I will you, give you this. You say that you like The Exorcist, but you don't like the build-up in Jack Frost. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't watch the Michael Keaton one, did you? Uh, wait, what? <laughs> um, so, I'll tell you what was fun about the movie. Jack Frost's one-liners. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're good stuff. Did you enjoy the boom mic that kept showing up? In one of the <laughs> yes, things? I did see that. <laughs> Uh, he, he spouts off such lines as, well, I ain't fucking frosty. <laughs> if someone says that's the largest pissed off snow cone I've ever seen. Or after he takes advantage of, uh, Shannon Elizabeth in the bathtub, he says, well, Christmas came a little early. 
Uh, We're all laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the thing, like, so, uh, Carrie and I watched this together, and we just, like, laughed and then looked at each other for laughing, <laughs> like, like ashamed, like, yeah, there you go. But just remember, there. that's what the director wants. Sure, sure. I'm, uh, I'm waiting for the remake to come out next year from Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> how about how that kid looked like Joan Cusack and Dustin Diamond had a baby together? <laughs> <laughs> Well, when we get to the end, I'm going to say my favorite part, which is probably the catch. But, uh, you know, he shot icicles. That was fun. Uh, I like that their plan that finally worked was hair dryers and a boiler. <laughs> but it didn't work. It was a false flag. That's right. And uh, he grows those icicle fangs. Uh, can and we talk about for ferocious. a second, just to pause, but because uh, as soon as somebody dies early on, they're like, I told you your kid was a psycho. <laughs> and then the kid who's making cookies for everybody mix it with antifreeze. <laughs> That's what I was really waiting to talk about. <laughs> I'm glad I could steal your thunder. Again. You love it. Again. You love it. Uh, I wonder if they thought they had the next child's play when they made this movie. I will say, when you listen to the director talk about it, I don't think he was pulling any false pretenses there. I think he knew, like, we're making a goofy-ass movie. And they did. Yeah. And I think it's hilarious. I can't get through Thanksgiving. <laughs> Even though it opens with titties. Like <laughs> like literally. Yes. Like it just shows boobs. Uh, yeah. Jack Frost. I think it's fucking hilarious. The thing, one of the things that surprised me the first time when I saw it is that it really, with the exception of the one-liner in the bathtub, it doesn't go too sleazy. Movies like this yeah. usually get really in the gutter. Yeah, it didn't get that sleazy when he when he really basically raped Shannon Elizabeth with his carrot nose. Yeah, we ex- it's ignoring that scene is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. with, but overall, it really doesn't rely on the usual crutches of lowbrow filmmaking. This has decent special effects to it for their Just, like that DNA with snowflakes. <laughs> well, you got the one dude's uh, that's been killed outside with his head popped back. Looks pretty gnarly. I mean, for a low-budget movie, they made it work. But, it's I mean, it's just goofy. It's, it's a good time. Um, one of my biggest gripes with the film, <laughs> bear in mind, I wish it had more practical effects. Frosty. In regards to the CGI? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> oh, no, you know what? Let me rephrase that. I just wish Frosty looked better. Jack. Yeah. Jack Frost. Did you watch the same thing we did? Son of a bitch. <laughs> I just wish he has Jack... been winging it this entire time. He never watched it. <laughs> you watched Frosty the Snowman <laughs> twice, didn't you? I just wish Jack Frost looked better. Let's put it that way. Had you don't like the fact that you can see the foam crease when he moves his hands and mouth. I'm not gonna lie. When this was picked weeks ago, I thought Abner is gonna. Love this. I thought for sure. I thought it was going to be my new favorite movie. It will be in a couple years. All right. All right. I cannot believe it. I It'll can't believe it. Because every time I think that something is perfect for you. That's how it works. You though. don't like it. You got to let him ease in. <laughs> you can't You can't tell him he's got to like it. So the kid made antifreeze oats for his dad. Yes. To keep him warm. Duh. Keep him Wouldn't warm. You? Yeah. It's perfect. Makes perfect sense. Sounds healthy. Uh, kills Frosty. And Jack then... Frost. Crap. That's like I'm stripping out. Uh, yes, kills Jack Frost, and then Happy yeah, by, they kill him by throwing him into a truck bed that has a tarp in it filled with antifreeze. <laughs> yeah, and then they, which by the way, I love how dry they got that tarp. 
uh, siphoning out all of the liquid and putting it in jugs, and then they bury it underground. Can I, can I tell you, though, that I also love that the arm is not in the truck, and the boy goes to pick it up. It tries to choke him. <laughs> Great A. Jack Frost. Yeah. I can't help that you don't like fine art. <laughs> I say if you're looking for if you got a couple drinks in you or you've imbibed in other things or you got a room full of people that also have been drinking put this fucking movie I in. like it's that hilarious. you guys have compared this movie to anal. You're like you just gotta ease into it. <laughs> uh, warm, warm up to it a little bit. That's what I'm telling him. I'm telling everybody else to go watch it because it's hilarious. Take it all in. All right, round and third and heading home with a little film called Christmas Evil. Christmas Evil, 1980, written and directed by Lewis Jackson, also known as, uh, I don't know, I was going to make a Narnia joke, but I'm too drunk to remember that guy's name. Uh, HR Puff and stuff. Uh, cast, Brandon, Brandon Magrat, Jeffrey Dumont, uh, Mega? I'm sure he loves to say that he stars in this movie. Uh, and uh, Diana Hall. Uh, what was uh, some of, what was the title originally? Better Watch Out? You Better Watch Out. There was another one. I can't remember. The third title. It was released as in some places. But yeah, I picked this one. It is, uh, it's not as uh, common uh, beloved Christmas horror, but it's one that I've really grown to like over the years. Um, initial thoughts. I I already know what the Grizz thinks, but uh, go around the table real quick. Uh, viewing history and kind of what you thought. Grizz, open up with yours since you hate all yeah, things. I want to go in this way. <laughs> so, so I uh, I tried watching this last Christmas, and the wife and I got like thirty minutes in, and we were like, "Good God, no!" And we stopped watching it. Why? And, did you just think it was boring? Yeah. Okay. Very boring. V boring. Man. And I forgot that Professor picked this. <laughs> I texted Professor and Vinny and I said, I wonder which of the two hot trash movies between Jack Frost and Christmas Evil Todd is going to defend to his death. <laughs> and Professor goes, well, hot trash may be a little strong. <laughs> he was very gracious in the way he handled that. Like he said, I guess you didn't like my pick. <laughs> I guess you didn't like my match pick. Joke's on you, you piece of shit. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. I was like, oh, no, it's all right. Uh, so, so yeah. I would have. So, did you actually watch it for this one? <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I would say that the full viewing did not improve for you. It didn't. Okay. Uh, hot toddy. I watched this a f- couple years ago for the first time. Um, really, what I'm trying to remember, uh, it definitely has escaped my radar for quite a while. I know uh, when Netflix first came out, I would always do the DVD copies. And this one was just either stolen or probably Vinny's had it for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was just something that I knew that was like out of print at the time for a while and, and it was hard to track down. So uh, first time I watched it, I... Just, Probably not at all what I expected, um, but it's 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 definitely a movie that I would put in the category so bad it's good. And then um, I probably only watched it that one time, and then you uh, talked me into buying the Blu-ray for the simple fact that 
John Waters, who has nothing to do with the film whatsoever, except for it's one of his favorite Christmas movies. Oh, he's a uh, champion of it. Does the uh, commentary. Uh, so that alone sold me on the Blu-ray. And I watched it again. Again, I watched this with my dad. Pretty sure he was stoned on this one as well. <laughs> but uh, there's just so much like outrageousness to this movie that like like the Frankenstein mob scene that it's it's so funny. Which how how can you not? Like, it was almost reminiscent of uh, Vincent Price. Why he's I'm like, can you hide, you piece of shit? Like, why are you not hiding? <laughs> Actually, when I watched this, when I thought of you doing the like, what you're like, back you devils, back. Back, you devils. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Vinny, what did you think? I had never seen this movie before, so this was a first-time view for me. I did not get the so bad it's good off of it, like uh, <laughs> funny or whatever, but this movie hit for me big time. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. This movie hit for me big time. As a matter of fact. <laughs> little nugget. I've watched it twice in yeah, the last three you do. weeks. I put it on again last night. <laughs> yeah. We both did without telling each other. Talked about it in the car on the way here. Yeah. I actually watched it a second time last night. Uh, I, I put it in. I put it on. It was on Shutter. Still is on Shutter. You probably like the intro with Santa getting them guts. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I start watching. And can we get so can we get into this a little bit? Oh, or yeah. do you want to give a synopsis? I was gonna, we didn't yeah, really it's, say what it's, it's about. It's a very basic premise we have a child back in the 40s who comes down on christmas eve and sees uh Mommy santa sucking santa get, claus. getting fresh uh with mom and I the brother mommy i can't remember does the brother explain that that's the, dad or well they they're watching dad they're watching dad of santa eat their milk and cookies and stuff from the stairs right. And then That's they go upstairs, the and the little brother was like, "It's dad." Yeah. And then he sees him right. eating mom's milk. And so the yeah, so the older brother goes <laughs> downstairs <laughs> and sees Santa feeling up mom's uh, legs and such. He's in her coot coot. <laughs> it doesn't get Here's as graphic as all this. Yeah. So it, they really do keep it pretty brief. Yes. But he goes upstairs, the smashed snow globe, and cuts his hand. And then we fast forward thirty three years later. Yes. He is an adult. Who has self harm is nothing to joke about, sir. That's very true. Uh, Thirty three years later, we now have our character Harry as an adult who is obsessed with not only Christmas time, but he is now fixated on becoming the true Santa. He is actually watching kids' behavior with binoculars oh, in the neighborhood disturbing. and keeping their names in a naughty oh, yeah. and nice I love that they, they, actually, never, they have a little kid really reading Penthouse. Yeah, <laughs> one kid in the room reading the Penthouse magazine. But what's great about this is that it never gets too weird with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a really basic concept. We have Santa spoiled for a child who refuses to let it go. Mm-hmm. That's really the crux of this film. So... We've got him now as an adult. His apartment is covered in Christmas decor. He's taking notes on who's naughty and nice. He works in a toy factory uh, where he's taken advantage of by coworkers. We see these kind of a he's push a pushover over. all the way around. Yeah, like at one point we have a coworker that gets him to cover for him at work because he's got you know important things to do, which he then sees him out drinking with friends. It's a big load of shit, and so you constantly have adults betraying his trust. You have later in the film, the the factory that he works for, the toy factory, 
uh, talking about donating toys to a children's hospital, but making the employees donate their funds for it. Yeah. It's just this insincere bullshit act. And so you have all of these things where he is fascinated and in love with the idea of Christmas and the Christmas spirit, and he's had enough of people exploiting that. And it's a very, very basic idea. And so we build up to the to the night of Christmas Eve where this crazy guy who's continually losing more and more of his edge glues on <laughs> his white beard and goes out for his night of fun. And so he starts off by breaking into his brother's house and leaving gifts for his nephews. He gets made fun of by guys outside leaving a, a Christmas mass at the Catholic Church. Cuts him up with a hatchet. That's <laughs> right there on really the elevated. He uh, makes sure to drop off a bag of dirt or coal. I can't remember. It was which a it bag is. of dirt because you saw him shoveling it into a bag earlier. Like, what yeah. is he doing? And it was the asshole kid with the penthouse yeah. whose house he leaves it at. A and bag so, of dirt. With this, it, it never gets too weird or sleazy or campy. It's just a straightforward, low budget movie about a guy. Who loves Christmas and goes a little crazy. Here, here's I tur- I put it in. I had I didn't know what to expect. It started uh, and at first. I was like, okay, because you can tell a film quality comes from a certain era. This is what 1980 was when this when film it, was made. Correct. When it was released, released in 1980. So uh, I'm sitting there and it starts and you know it's got the kids and everything for Christmas and then the whole thing where he comes down Santa's molesting mom. And I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna go a little bit different than I thought. And I think what hooked me is that whole scene where he gets out of bed as an adult the first time is smacks of Pee-wee's big adventure so much mm-hmm. when Pee-wee wakes up after his dream and he gets up and the Christmas music's playing. He's wearing <laughs> the Santa pajamas. He's doing his stretches. He's in the mirror shaving <laughs> with a shaving cream. like yep. All of that. I think that sells me early on in it. And I think that carried me through the rest of it. Yeah. It never goes too extreme in any direction. And Until that's, the end. And yeah, and when I, the ending, which is one of my favorite parts about the movie, it's just... Would you say this is a prequel to the Dudley Moore Santa Claus movie? <laughs> yes. Speak not of that again. <laughs> I lo- is, I lo- is that the one where... Is that the 80s one where Santa and Mrs. Santa die at the beginning? I don't Merry Christmas, know. kid. I do know that I have been sitting here watching Abner's face while we have been glowing about this movie. <laughs> and he is not hiding his disbelief of what he is hearing <laughs> at all. Guys, this is just a boring version of Silent Night, Deadly Night. No. <laughs> I am totally totally way less movie. sleazy. Totally Something about this movie worked. I don't know what it is. Something about this it This is worked. much more about the idea of somebody loving the idea of Christmas. Silent Night, Deadly Night gets way darker. Plus it's definitely sleazy from the gig. From the gig. <laughs> but with this, and there's really not a whole lot to, to dig into with the plot. It, it, with I do love that it has villagers carrying torches. Yeah, so he finishes part, yeah. up Christmas Eve with stopping by the co-worker's house um, who wronged him. And they, him and his wife had that good mattress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because she does not stir while he chokes old boy to death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he puts out the the co-worker that wronged him at work. Um, he also, at one point in the evening, stumbles into a party 
where they think he's just a jolly Santa. And there is a great scene with him doing his laugh with the hands on the belly where they're just eating it up at this party. And he's and he at that moment, he is having his finest moment ever. Yeah, because it's everything he wants. He wants chased down by an angry mob. Santa to be Santa, and that's what he's doing. The problem is, is he's crazy. And already murdered people yeah. before he got to that party. Already killed some people. I do love that it gets kind I of... I like how Bill Cosby just said, already killed some people. It, uh, <laughs> it gets kind of Moonwalker-ish, where the kids are like uh, trying to defend him. Like, yeah, when they're protecting him. <laughs> So we get into him the next morning on Christmas morning, getting into the toy factory and destroying shit because he just doesn't believe how just full of it they are. With and their no quality in their work. Yeah, it's shit. Yeah, it's just garbage toys. And we basically come to a head with his brother and his brother knocking him out. Uh, with the confrontation, he over thought he him. killed him. Let's be fair. His yeah. brother thinks yeah. that he, he choked him. He takes him, him out to his own and van, jumps him in his van. Yeah, his van, which has the sleigh painted on it, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> but he thinks that he's he's killed him because the brother confronts him about what he's done, and once he's put together, that he's responsible for these killings, etc. And so, while he's going out, uh, our main character Harry wakes up. This is my favorite scene of the whole movie. Knocks old boy, his brother, out of the van. Hands straight out of the window van, like <laughs> yeah. flying from every which yes. way but loose. And punches old boy in the you know, chin. Uh, which is uh, Jeffrey Munn, who we uh, talked about, or will be talking about on an upcoming episode of the movie Citizen X. Yes. Uh, and then we send him off a bridge. We have the angry mob <laughs> of people after him. Uh, the, he basically ends up off the bridge and headed towards the moonlight into the air as we read. The night before Christmas. And it's magical. Um, and even there, we have a miniature set doing it. But at, at the same time, like, nobody's buying that that's a real van, and that's fine. There's a charm to it. It's just, I don't know, it's just such a unique movie in that sense. Um, I know you think it's boring. <laughs> um, but I just, I love the concept of incorporating a horror movie that doesn't dwell on the easy stuff and they still say no we're gonna make a whole, there's gonna be horror to this but this is a christmas movie this dude loves christmas there's so, just a charm to it so, it's not a particularly great so movie about but the it time works. you get to how are we gonna end this he's driving away the gig's up his brother's chasing him the angry mob is chasing him he veers off crashes through a guardrail <laughs> And at that moment, the van is soaring through the air. And I heard him exclaim. (laughs) And then the van turns and shoots off towards the moon. Merry Christmas to all. And then it goes to credits. It's called magic. And I sat there and I went, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) You know, uh, Steven Spielberg. How many hits off of your dad pin had you had at this point? <laughs> Steven Spielberg has cited oh, this as the inspiration for E.T. <laughs> I don't know. The ending was so bizarre. Yeah. And I didn't mind Without it. Question. I that's didn't it, mind it. By the end I of that it. movie, I was like, what the? <laughs> all right. It just pushed play again. Yeah, so. like, cool. All right. <laughs> and so I thought to myself, been about three weeks, and I thought, you know what? I wonder if I watched it a second time. It's because of this guy's If text. I would feel the same. That's why we both did it. Because I was like, man, am I stupid? 
I was like, what the hell? I better come correct on this. So I put it on to make sure I knew. So I watched it again, and I was like, I mean, I sat and watched the whole goddamn thing, and I was like, no, dog, I I love this movie. It's good. I love it, too. Sorry, Grizz. Hey, you like what you like. I'll never get upset with anyone for that, unless it's hurting people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Boy, well. I I love the disappointment in your face. I love it. I love the disappointment that he thought that I picked either one of those movies he hated. <laughs> In your face. I just made you watch a whole franchise that he hated. Well, guys, this is one of those moments where you never know what each guy's going to like. No, Even yeah. after so many episodes, there's still no way to predict who liked what. When we think we got each other figured out. Not quite. Wish you enjoyed things, Chris. <laughs> All right. Well, we wrap that up. And, oh, here come the sleigh like bells again. <laughs> well, friends, that's another episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. We hope you all have a Merry Christmas or happy whatever the hell you celebrate. Just enjoy yourself. Enjoy life. Enjoy your family. And uh, signing off. One of your hosts, Grizzly Adner, joined by Professor Wagstaff, Venomous Benny, Atati. Stay scary. Happy holidays. Happy Happy holidays. holidays.